All right. Welcome to the Fight Culture Podcast. I am Marissa, also professionally known as Fight Culture, and I am joined with Thomas Fallon, pro MMA fighter, current king of the cage, heavyweight champion, and also pure combat kickboxing champion. Seven and one MMA, one and zero kickboxing. But on Saturday, you are bringing Muay Thai to King of the Cage as the main event. So how's it going, Thomas? Good, good. Everything's good. Uh, weight's on point. Woke up at uh, 210, so I'll have less than a five-pound weight cut tomorrow, so that should be real easy. That's perfect. <laughs> Muting mute the TV. No problem. So Muay Thai, has that been featured with King of the Cage yet? They started doing kickboxing, I think, last year. I think you had a couple of guys from your team do some kickboxing right. matches. And, um, yeah, nowadays, um, I think they're going like they're doing at 1FC, where kickboxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu fights, stuff like that. It just just uh, spreads the love around a little bit, gets more people involved, and uh, allows more teams to come and compete, and just gives more opportunities for fighters in general. So it's a good thing, I think. Right. Yeah, that'll, that'll be really fun to see. Is it going to be, are elbows going to be allowed? Yes, elbows, knees, clinch, sweeps, awesome. all the good stuff. Good. That's going to yeah. be that's gonna be an awesome main event then. Um, you also have, do you have a fellow coach of yours that will be also fighting that same night? Yeah, Andrew Kerfoot. He's uh, the jiu-jitsu coach and the owner at Nexus Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, he'll be fighting too making his pro debut uh he's a black belt been a black belt for like 10 years or something like that um he had some a bunch of smokers back in the days when he was like 18 i think he's about 34 now so it's been quite a few years since he's competed but um he's competed in jiu-jitsu a lot the last few years um and then yeah he does all the mma stuff and kickboxing with us and everything so it's just a pretty pretty simple transition for him that's snoop yeah that brings me to my next question and a, a really uh really interesting question i've always had is you're mm-hmm. a coach over at smash kickboxing he is a coach at nexus jiu-jitsu what is the what is the relationship there because i know you guys have a ton of fighters that when they come out they announce they're with nexus and smash so what's the, what's the relationship there so most of the fighters, uh, so I've been uh, private contracting for years. I've been coaching fighters for years. I train a lot of guys from Alpha Male. I train a lot of the top fighters from MMA Gold. Um, and then I work with fighters all over the area, anybody who's willing to, to take the trip to come train. Um, so when I started coaching at um, Nexus, teaching the kickboxing classes there, it's just natural to bring some of my competitive fighters there. So that's kind of how that started. So obviously I bring him there. He helps with the jiu-jitsu and I'm the striking and he, he, you know, he's good at wrestling and MMA, all that stuff too. So I kind of handle the more management, um, matchmaking and, uh, the striking and, and striking and a wrestling style stuff. And then once it hits the ground, that's more, his specialty so that's kind of where we work out there so it's his gym next jiu-jitsu and i teach smash kickboxing out of there but i also have you know i, I train a lot of people at my house and stuff like that too, yeah so. yeah yeah um i'm actually going to be doing those awards um in a little bit and a few mm-hmm. of your fighters are going to be mentioned because you guys whatever oh, nice. yeah whatever you guys are doing it's 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 seeing success so that's i've always wondered the relationship between you guys so that that's pretty awesome um 
so how difficult it is is it to coach while also being in camp like how do you switch from coach mode to fighter mode it's it's not hard for me at all um it's easy to for me i just lead by example so i've always coached and fought even as an amateur i would be coaching and warming guys up when they would go they would go fight before me and and i'm generally the main event mainly because i'm a big guy and i generally sell a lot of tickets so when you're big and you finish fights um you tend to to get a little more love because there's so many little guys out there fighting there's yeah. not a ton of big guys um just like the aaron aaron Klinghart's his yeah. name he's a bigger dude so he tends to get a lot of the um the main event slots when he's fighting on the shows especially if it's an all amateur show you know um so yeah, I'm used to coaching and fighting. For me, it's just another another day. I, I don't really treat anything any different. Um, the only difference is, you know, a little more cardio and a little more discipline with the diet. Um, yeah, I've, I've wrapped my own hands, cornered fighters, and went out and coached myself in yeah. fights plenty of times. So, <laughs> yeah, for me, it's a, it's it's just another day. Yeah, uh, I've been training in and with some of the best guys in the world for. Um, 10 plus years and uh now i coach some of those guys before they were training partners now they're they're students of mine and um as i'm getting older i'm only only got a few more years left um of fighting and and i try and take take advantage of that and um you know lead by example and show these youngsters how it's done right so i also seen on your instagram that you had the opportunity to train at tiger muay thai in thailand so can you tell us yeah, about that experience? Um, I only had one day to train there. Um, we were on vacation and then on our way to Vietnam. Uh, I've been to Thailand in the past, and I trained a lot of AKA uh, Thailand. I trained at Sim by Muay Thai, Maximum Fitness, and a lot of the other little random gyms around. Uh, at the time, Tiger wasn't an option. Um so yeah, the, the guy that I trained with, he had fought Manny Pacquiao in a boxing match. He had hundreds of hundreds of Muay Thai fights and um, you know, trained some of the best Muay Thai fighters in the world. So it was pretty cool um being able to work with a guy like that. And uh, you know, I, I paid him double what he asked for because uh, you know, a guy like that, you're not paying for an hour, you're paying for a lifetime of experience, you know. So it was a good time. I got to hit pads and even though he didn't speak much English, we were able to um, to vibe and find our timing within the first two or three minutes. So it was a good session, nice and sweaty because it's hot and humid out there. Yeah, but yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it it looked it looked like fun. Um, and like you said, yeah. even though it was a short amount of time, you're right that all of that will stick for a lifetime. Yeah, that one was more just hey, we're here because I I had been to Thailand to train before for multiple weeks, and um, my wife. Uh, we took her parents to Vietnam for their birthdays. And I said, Hey, if we're traveling all the way across the world, we need to, um, we need to, uh, to go to Thailand for right. at least a few days. Right. So when we were there, we stayed at the nicest place that you could find. And it's super cheap. We did all the tourist stuff, you know, jumped on a scooter, drove around in rainstorms and went to big Buddha and went to the beaches and had all the food and went and watched Muay Thai fights and, and did all the tour stuff and then um then we did just a day of training and then headed out to, yeah. to vietnam for like eight days so that's awesome 
It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The next time I go, I'll, I'll end up spent. I plan on going either back there or to Tulum Muay Thai, um, which is basically ran by um, it's it's Eddie and Brooke Farrell. I met them in Thailand in 2017. And after COVID hit, they were trying to, to get back home to Australia and they ended up staying in Mexico. And now they have a really good Muay Thai program out there. Wow. You got really great coaches there. And it's a lot faster to get to Mexico than to Thailand. Yeah. So I might I might go out there for a couple of weeks or I'll go to Thailand for a few weeks within the next four or five months. I'm gonna do that every every six months or so until pretty much forever because uh it's my chance as a coach to become a student again and, and kinda upgrade my own skill set and be right. able to share that with my students. Wow. So coming into this fight, how how has your camp gone? Have you adjusted anything or are you sticking to what you know and going out there and I've seen I've seen your fights. They end fairly quickly. <laughs> so have you yeah, adjusted so anything? Um, the main adjustment I would say is, is just the shape of my body. So, uh, in July I was 266, close to 270. And today I woke up at 210. So, oh, wow. And do you, you know, do that 50, all on your own? Plus that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually help other people meal prep and, and that's part of the problem when you know how to lose weight and diet and get in shape. And then you just keep putting it off because oh, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. You know, so um, originally the reason I started losing weight is because I knew we were going to Thailand and Vietnam and being uh, 270 pounds on a small airplane isn't very fun. Mm -hmm. You know, sitting in those tiny little chairs for 17 hours straight and then layovers and another four hour flight and a layover and another four. hour It, it ends up being close to two days of travel. It's it's rough. So my goal was to get on that plane at 230. And then I ended up just randomly taking a fight in September which kind of worked out with me wanting to lose weight. So I fought in September. I weighed 229, uh, won, got home Monday, flew out Tuesday to Vegas with Anthony Hernandez, helped him with fight week, coached and cornered him to win, and then got home, was home for two days, and then left to Thailand and then Vietnam. So that <laughs> month of September, October was crazy yeah then when i got home i figured you know what let me keep this going and i had gotten contacted to fight in january and i told them i'll fight but i want to fight at 205 and they said we don't care what weight you fight or what kind of sport you fight in we just want you to fight so i said okay let's make it muay thai and let's do uh 205 and that's kind of how we ended up here do you prefer muay thai over mma at this point yeah because my back and my neck is pretty messed up and it's just harder to train mma um, and with my schedule for coaching, I don't ever get to do jujitsu anyways. Um, so it's just easier on the body, physically on the back, on the neck. And, um, just with, um, with the schedule at the gym, I, I don't get to do jujitsu. So it's just way easier to, so if I do jujitsu, I have to cancel two, two private lessons every night, mm. you know, and, and prime time for doing lessons is five six seven and i teach every day at five right but that only leaves six and seven and those spots are always taken and then my 4 p.m's are always taken and then i you know i i generally hold eight to ten hours of pads a day and then on the weekends i hold about four to five hours and then i try not to work a full full day on the weekends but i, I work seven days a week all yeah. day every day 
And some fighters I travel to go train, other fighters travel to me. Some people come to my house in the morning. So it's pretty convenient. I'll, I'll open my garage and funnel fighters in and out all day. And uh, then when I'm done with that, I'll head up to the gym and I'll do usually a lesson at like three, four, teach at five, have a six, seven, and then I'll head home. So it's a pretty, pretty long, uh, exhausting yeah. thing, but but I love it. it. It's not work when you love what you do, you know? Yeah, exactly. Man, that's crazy. Work all the time and then you're about to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and, and business, business as usual. I've been doing lessons all week and and uh, training other people. I, I uh, you know, it's just, just a normal normal week for me. Yeah. Um, do you have, uh, other than yourself and then your partner at Nexus Jiu-Jitsu, do you have anybody else fighting this week yeah, that you coach? Uh, Valerie Thurs. Valerie Thurs. She's fighting a girl from Reno. She trains with, um, with Zeus from Combat Sport and Fitness in Reno. Um, Zeus is my buddy. We've been friends for a long time. We cross train all the time. So it's just one of those things that, hey, uh, my fighter's going to fight your fighter. High five and, you know, hope everybody comes home safe. No hard feelings. No, like, crazy competitive screw you kind of things going on. It's just um, we had a girl. He had a girl. And we matched them up, and that's how that kind of came about. Right. Um, I've been training her for a year now, and um, before that, she had kind of hopped around from gym to gym. She has nine fights, so she's got a ton of experience. Um, was still pretty raw when she came to us, so we've been t- trying to just refine her skill set and try and teach her the the program. And um, she's a young mother, and she works and trains, and she's been juggling it all pretty well. You know, I told her I want to see her minimum three times a week. She showed up four or five every week since I asked her to. And, you know, that's really all you can ask from a fighter. And uh, she's worked her butt off and she's pretty much on weight. And, you know, so hopefully everything goes well. And hopefully this last year training with me and Andrew, it's been able to uh, to build her skill set. Sometimes it's hard to see the, um, the progress in people because everybody's progressing. So if you know, say you're kind of on the lower end of the skill set on the team, everybody's rising. So it's kind of hard to tell how much she's grown until you actually go out there and compete. But um, looking back, I mean, she's, she's had a lot of help. Uh, Alicia Degmatic, she's a purple belt at our gym and a former fighter herself. And she helps with the kids classes. She's been a a really big help with Val. Um, I'm a big guy. I can't wrestle around with, with, you know, 120 pound women. Like yeah. there's really nothing I could do for you. So I'll hold pads for her and I'll, you know, yell at her from the other side of the gym. And, but Alicia has been a really good help. And and so as Lake G and, and so as Omer and obviously coach has been doing his best to teach her as much of his jujitsu system as possible. So yeah, it's been a, a team effort helping her get ready and, and hopefully it all, all uh, works out for her because um, she deserves a win. She's um I think she's on like a three fight losing streak or something like that. So mm-hmm. it'd be really nice for her to get a win. And when she came to the team, I told her, you're not fighting until we tell you you're ready, period. Right. And um, and being a, a, a young female fighter, she gets calls all the time to compete. So it's hard because it's like, hey, they want me to fight. I don't care. You're not ready. Right. Hey, I don't care. You're not ready. And I told her six months and it's been a year. So she, she's more than prepared at this point. And uh, like I said, she's this is her tenth fight, so it's not like she doesn't have any experience. So um, more than likely, she'll go out there and do pretty well, and um, hopefully, it all works out and, and it all paid off for her. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So that's 
you'll wrap her, get her ready, go back, get yourself Order. ready, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then come so out. You've, you've been you've been to the fights in Oroville, right? Yeah. Have you ever been in the back? Yes. <laughs> See how they put us in those little tents outside? <laughs> in those little white tents so, with a couple so of mats. I, call, I called the promoter the other day. I said, look, Brian, and Brian is a really solid dude. He's a good dude. I said, Brian, you realize it's going to be storming-ass rain, right? He said, yeah, yeah, weather's going to be bad. I said, there's a chance the parking lot might be a little underwater, too. He's like, yeah, 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 and it's going to be windy. Yeah. I said, so you need to call that casino now and tell them to put us inside we will not be outside in the tent. I don't want to breathe propane fumes because last January they had the, um, the outdoor heater. Right. And I'm like, shut them off because we're breathing, breathing fumes. So luckily I got a text this morning. They said they're going to be putting us in the bingo hall. So <laughs> we'll be able to, to stay warm and dry. Right. So that should be a much nicer experience. I've been coaching and fighting at King of the Cage for 10 or 12 years now at the one in Oroville, along with Reno and all the other shows. But, um, Yes, being outside sucks, especially in the, <laughs> the summer or the winter. It's just terrible. Yeah, April's not too bad because it's nice, but the January shows and the the June shows they're just terrible. Yeah, it's it's tough. I I yeah I I can recall, and it's just a couple mats. Like hey, whoever gets mm-hmm. on the mat first, I guess we'll yeah. see. I, I always bring my own mats just oh, because really? I'm like get off of my mats. Give me go away. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you're the main event. Uh, do you know anything about your opponent? I haven't seen him oh, ever yeah. in King of the Cage. Yeah, we go we go way back. Um, we fought on the same amateur circuits together. Um, we've cross-trained and sparred multiple times over the years. Um, he's fought um, really good guys locally. Um, he comes from the old L.A. boxing gym. Now it's like a UFC gym. And he has his own gym now in South Sacramento called uh, Fight Farm 916. And he's doing a great thing over there. He's running his own uh, little fight team. And and uh, about a year, year and a half ago, he had reached out to me and he said, hey, uh, do you, can who's this promoter? Who's that promoter? Who does the matchmaking for this show? So I gave him some contacts and I, you know, I hit up Brian. I said, hey, you know, a buddy of mine, he's got some fighters. I'm going to give him your number. He said, no problem. And then now I've been seeing Eric bring his fighters up to Reno and he's been bringing his fighters to Oroville. Um, he's done a couple of kickboxing um his fighters have done some kickboxing fights and some MMA fights over the last year. So you, you've for sure seen him coaching. You may, he might've just flown under your way, your yeah. radar, but, um, yeah, I've known him for years. So basically what happened is, um, I had hooked him up with the promotion mm-hmm. and, um, I didn't know he was trying to fight for them when they had reached out to me they said, Hey, do you want to fight? We got a heavyweight or whatever. I said, no, I want to fight at light heavyweight. And they're like, okay, well, what do you want to do? I said, I want to do Muay Thai. They said, oh, we got a guy. He's been not begging, but he's been asking to get on the card at that weight. I said, okay, cool, who? And he says, oh, uh, Eric Smith. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, that's <laughs> my buddy. Right. We're not like super duper close. Yeah. But he's a good dude. We've cross-trained over the years. He's fought my friend multiple times. He's fought his own friend multiple times. Uh-huh. Um, He's got a ton of experience, a bunch of MMA fights, pro boxing, pro kickboxing, pro Muay Thai. He's fought middleweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight. He's He's been around as long as I have. Um, and he's given me good rounds. Like, I've sparred with him a bunch of times, and he gives me good rounds. So it's 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 not a walk in the park. Um, he's fast. He's athletic. He's strong. He's durable. Um, it's definitely the, the toughest matchup I've had in years, in my opinion. 
um, because he is a little bit smaller. The big guy, big guys suck at fighting. I don't know if you ever watch heavyweight <laughs> yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big guys suck at fighting. That's why I make it look good because I fight like a little guy, but yeah. I'm big, you know. They end quick. So um, <laughs> this is a little, <laughs> this is a little different, you know. So um, yeah, they had we had tried to find a couple other matchups. Both guys said no, and then uh, he said yes. So that's kind of how it worked out. I was I was hoping to to go another route. But at the end of the day, I got a gym. He's got a gym. We've got both have fight teams. This is good for business. Yep. Um, it's good to show these young youngsters that you could go out and fight, and it doesn't have to be like um, bad blood and and animosity. And there can be sportsmanship and respect. And you know, I'll give them a hug at weigh-ins, and I'll give them a hug after. And really, I just hope we both go home healthy and and safe with no uh, significant injuries. Um, with that being said. He's going to try and take me out. I'm going to try and take him out. Um, I, I won't land any unnecessary shots. If, if I see him going down, I won't follow through. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, let him go. And that's the difference with uh, Muay Thai and kickboxing anyways between MMA. Like, if he falls down, I have to back up. Right. I have to run to a neutral corner, and they're going to give him a 10 count or an 8 count, you know, 10 if the fight's over. But, um, yeah, so he'll have time to recover if he gets hurt, whether it's a body shot or something that hurt, hurts his head, and, and vice versa. If he hurts me, I could take a knee and, and take a break and get an eight count and then go back out there. So it's a little different than MMA, where if I hit you and drop you, I jump on you and I beat your head yeah. in until the ref pulls me <laughs> off, you know? So so this is a little different, and, and that's kind of the main difference, I think, is remembering, hey, when you drop the guy, run to a neutral corner because right. they're not supposed to start to count until you're in a neutral corner. So you'll see that in boxing, a guy will get dropped and they'll run to the opposite side. Mm -hmm. They can't go to your corner or their corner. You got to go to a neutral corner and then they're supposed to start the timer um, or the count. So, yeah, so that that's a little different, but um, I've done that in my last fight. So that should be, it shouldn't be too big of an adjustment. Knowing his uh, style from, you know, training with him and, uh, mm -hmm some of his or being a training partner as well how do you feel your style is going to going to prevail on saturday night um the main thing for me is uh being patient um the only time i've ever kind of looked bad in a fight is, is when i i kind of go crazy i i'd like to when i fight i want people to go man that dude is good that dude is clean that dude is slick. That guy is fast. That dude is technical. I don't want them to go like, man, that guy's got a chin. Man, that dude's tough. Oh, he could take a punch. That just means you're getting your ass kicked. So I've never wanted anybody to ever talk about any of my fights like that. Yeah. I always wanted to be like, that dude is slick. That dude is a technician. That dude is is clean, you know. So that's my goal. Um, he's a, He kicks a lot. So inside kicks, outside kicks, jump kicks, snap kicks, you know, to the face. Um to the body and then he's got he's got some good boxing too uh more than anything i just want to establish my range keep him on the outside uh get my hands going i'm gonna have a little more reach and a little height on him so so i'm gonna try and keep him on the outside and pick him apart and, and set up my uh set up my punches and work his legs and and try and slow him down there and then get some body shots in try and take the gas tank away and then eventually if i can start working towards the head now that's the plan <laughs> doesn't always go that way he might get in my face and if he does then we'll clinch I, I love clinching so i'll be looking to uh tie him up wear on his head wear on his arms tire his neck out tire his arms out i'll be looking for elbows 
knees, sweeps, and things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I got a lot of tricks tricks in the clinch right a lot of tricks with my knees and elbows and then uh, my outside game is it's pretty slick and clean so either no matter where the fight takes place i'm comfortable and and i think he will be too so um yeah i mean i'm excited to just see where it goes and it's a five-round fight yeah so what size gloves uh 16 ounce 16 ounce and are you guys wearing pads I, elbow pads no no elbow pads okay um just just big gloves um so basically it's just it's basically the same rules as pro MMA fighting, just right. with no wrestling right. and jiu-jitsu. Elbows, knees, clinch, all that good stuff. So it should be fun. It should be exciting. It'll be a good way to um, to finish off the show with some some good stand-up stuff. Everybody loves stand-up. Oh, Everybody yeah. loves, loves Especially striking. in Orville. <laughs> yeah. So if you enjoy some good striking, pay attention. Stick around for the main event. We will put on a hell of a show. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be... Uh, It'll be exciting. Yeah, you're gonna you're not gonna want to miss this for sure. Wow. Well, thank you so much for uh, speaking to me today. Um, no I'm hopefully with the weather, I will head out and be able to photograph that. <laughs> but yeah. you know, we never know right now in California. Um, do you have anybody? Yeah, we're all hoping the same too. So I'm hoping all the roads right. stay open and we can all make it up there and everybody's safe. Everybody's safe. No drinking and driving and nobody getting crazy. You know, get you, a hotel room, spend right. the night. <laughs> <laughs> you can count on Orville being a little crazy, though. I love going there. Yeah, I love the energy. Sure. I love the energy of the fans. Yeah. Is there it's anybody you, you'd like to shout out right now before we uh, close it out? Oh, man. <laughs> Let me grab a hoodie so I don't forget. <laughs> get your list. Get your list. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to, to remember all the sponsors sometimes. So uh, let's see. So, uh, Roseville Tattoo Company, that's my buddy, uh, Jesse. He's one of the best tattoo artists in the game. I've known him for years. He's one of my students, and now he's probably my best friend out there. Um, he sponsors me. He takes care of me. He helps out a lot of people locally. He's a great guy. Um, Norcon, um, they do in uh, big-time concrete inspections in, in San Francisco. So, as much as I love shouting them out, I really don't give him any return on his sponsorship but he's a great guy always takes care of me and all the other young kids that we we uh work with his son also fights and i train him a couple times a week steve you're awesome brother appreciate you uh my wife she's my rock she holds it down for me she's always there she always supports me no matter what i'm doing she's always got my back if i gotta leave town if i gotta be at the gym all day no matter what she's always got me and she has her side business which is called the sweet life um, I've always said since I was a kid, champ life, since I started fighting, because, you know, I grew up in the streets and thug life with Tupac and all that shit. So when I started fighting, I figured champ life. So I've been saying that. I coined that way before anybody claiming that they coined that. I can find posts on Facebook way back in the days with me saying that. Hashtag champ life. I've been saying that longer than any of you guys. So that's my shit. Right. I should have. Um, but my, my wife says the sweet life. So she makes cakes and treats and all kinds of stuff. Uh, check her out on Instagram at The Sweet Life. Um, Elijah Furton Motorsports, he's one of my students. He has a, um, man, that kid is good. He does MMA, he does wrestling, he plays football, he races cars. He, man, he's he's the coolest little kid ever. Um, Pull Up Plate, one of my students, he owns his own uh, catering company. Great kid, I've known him since he was 15. 
still one of my best friends. He's always there for me, and he's in my corner. Pacific Audio, they take care of everybody in the area, all of their uh, your audio needs. They'll put some beat in your car, TVs, whatever you need. They're great. A&B Fencing Company, call them if your fence blew down this weekend. They'll come out, give you free estimates, tell them I sent you. Patriot Diesel, uh, that's my buddy Blake and his wife Alicia, the girl I was talking about earlier. He owns a, a diesel repair shop in Roseville. Super good dude. Only person I take my car to. Um, and yeah, that's it. Oh, Connected, they made my um, all my stuff, Connect Clothing and uh, our gym, Nexus Jiu-Jitsu. And yeah, I think that's it. Oh, Blueprint, one of my other buddies. Uh, he's got a bunch of cannabis clubs and stuff, so. Cool. Um, thank you, brother. <laughs> well, and thank you. I appreciate you. Of course. Um, you know, when I first started fighting, we had a ton of local media coverage, a ton of people doing podcasts and radio shows and all kinds of stuff. And over the last probably eight years, it's went away. There's only one or two people doing it now, and you're one of them. So I appreciate you. Um, it means a lot getting our word out there, and 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 uh, especially for the youngsters, yeah. it's it's important to to get some, you know, get some views and, and share yourself and, and um, let people get to know you a little bit and hopefully gain some uh, some friends and some fans and some followers that way. So right. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for what you're doing. You take awesome photos. Great job. Keep it up. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. No problem. Truly appreciate it. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I am really excited. Hopefully I get to get out there. But knowing you're doing Muay Thai not, now. <laughs> Yeah, that's exciting. If not, we'll we'll share the video. I'll send. The yeah, video definitely, to you. definitely. I'll cut some up for you because. Do you guys have anyone from your team fighting? Uh, Aaron Klinghart will be there. They. Um, oh, nice. They hit him up, I think, three days ago for kickboxing. So he'll be there. Oh, okay. Um, he'll probably be uh, right before you and uh, Andrew nice. Andrew Foot. Nice. Is that nice. his name? Yeah. Yeah. Kerfoot. Yeah. Yeah, Kerfoot. Yeah. So they'll be. He'll be right before you guys. But yeah, we'll. But we're trying to head up there, but. Stockton gets flooded, of course. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know what? Thank you so much. And I, like no I said, that it's awesome that you're doing Muay Thai, especially with your background and especially with the crowd that's going to yeah. be out there. And knowing your skills, it's going to be exciting to watch. So thank you, everybody. You. This is Thomas Fallon. Bella. That's Bella. Bella. <laughs> <laughs> this is Thomas Fallon and Bella, and Thomas will be fighting this and Saturday. <laughs> this Thank Saturday you. in Oroville. So go check it out. Yeah. Be safe out there. All Thank right. you. Have a good one, Thomas. Bye. Bye.